Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley. I am the founder and CEO of Collab Talk. You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. This episode was recorded in July 2019 and is a discussion with Peter Carson, the Microsoft MVP and the president of Extranet User Manager. A video is also available on the Collab Talk page on YouTube. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with another Collab Talk podcast, Vlog. I'm here with Peter Carson. Hello. Hello, Peter Carson, President of Extra News Manager. Thanks, Christian. Yeah, we're here at the uh, Microsoft Inspire, which is the annual partner conference. This is my 10th time attending. How about you? <laughs> 20th. 20th? 1989. Or 99, wow. yeah. So wait, so you, you went to the one in New Orleans where Duran Duran played. I might have missed a few through the years uh, there. There's been a uh, few. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's my like favorite childhood band. So I yes. feel. In fact, I was wearing the. So I, I, what pictures I posted? I was on the drive down here from Salt Lake. I was wearing my Duran Duran T-shirt, and so I constantly I'm walking through the uh, casinos, and people are like, "Love your shirt!" And like, <laughs> blast from the past. Yes, it's good. So. Very good. Well, so we're so the, the topic today. So we're talking about. Um, so there's a number of things. So external sharing has been a, an important topic. So at the SharePoint conference, I know you had an interview with the with the product team. Yes, Mark, Mark Cashman, Cashman, Stephen Rice, absolutely. Right. Uh, about that. So tell us a little bit about that. So what is it? Why is the topic of external sharing important? It's important because nobody is an item. No organization is an item. You need to connect with people outside. It doesn't matter whether you're not-for-profit, for-profit, government, whatever the case may be, you have external stakeholders. And how do you communicate with them? Do you send email attachments old school, or do you actually have a space where you can collaborate and, and communicate together? It's actually been one of the complaints of, like, over the you know, many iterations of SharePoint as an intranet, extranet solution of how painful it was. And, uh, you know, so sometimes when you're collaborating with something externally, like, you need it very much on the fly. And it's one of the reasons why I think OneDrive has, has been very successful is because it's filled that, that need where, look, I don't need to go through and build out an entire environment to be able to collaborate. And email is not the most efficient. We're going to have multiple iterations on that. So I can upload to this folder, send out that external link to somebody via email. That's it. Yes, exactly. So, so we call that the unstructured share. The idea that, hey, you know, there's this deck I'm working on. Christian, can you, can you collaborate with me on it? I'll send you a link to it. You get in there. We have a single version of the truth, which is a huge part of what we're trying to achieve here. That we don't have multiple copies and different email attachments. But then this is the topic we explored with Mark Cashman and Stephen Rice was, how does that scale? What if I've got a thousand of you that we want to share that with? You know, one at a time, inviting in is just not going to work. And that there's other activities that sometimes it, what's, uh, it's important to have like a workflow that's attached to that. So there's actually a process that you want people to go through and multiple people to review in a set certain order. So that's this idea of a, this, a, uh, what a workflow it does allows you to do is that I can send it to, to Peter. Once you've completed it, it then notifies me that it's ready for me to go take a look at and collaborate on. Again, not something that you can do if you're attaching a file to an email that goes out to everybody and then you're juggling multiple versions you lose of that. control very quickly right. and you've got limitations in OneDrive for this, this in the same way but sometimes i mean there's multiple assets uh, and, and so having an extranet solution is the right solution so where many to many need to collaborate on multiple assets within that that's where those solutions don't scale 
Absolutely. And, and one of the big challenges that we had, you know, Office 65 had this external sharing concept for quite some time, a number of years now. And, and conceptually it was great, but in execution it was really challenging. The, the thing was, I send these invitations out and people just can't onboard. They, they don't have a Microsoft account, they don't have Azure AD, how do they get on? And, and Microsoft listened to that and they really addressed that this year and said, you know what, we're going to do things like one-time passcodes that, hey, maybe you don't have a Microsoft account, you don't work with Office 365. Well, when you go to collaborate with me, it's just going to send you a passcode by email, you type in that number and, and you're in your collaborating. So removing that barrier, making it much less friction to, to get you into that collaborative space is a key part of the success of that. So what are some of the other aspects of the solution? I mean, what's available you know, out of the box today? What does Microsoft provide around building out that extra app? They've done a lot, actually, from that, that ad hoc sharing point of view, whether we're talking about the ability to create a sharing space or one of the recent things was just being able to request files. Maybe you just want people to drop stuff in and, and have a black box they can deposit things into. You can now do that through the external sharing. For what that is, if you've not yet heard about this, that, that request for files capability, it's essentially that. It's like you're you're saying, hey, here's this, this space. I'm reaching out to you and saying, hey, I want to collaborate with you on this. I've got the space. So you can upload a single document, 20 documents, whatever it is that we need to, to collaborate on, whatever those those files are, and then I get a notification that, hey, you know, hey Peter it, is it just got submitted. Yeah, I mean, we're both speakers in the community. An obvious example is, hey, we've got decks, we've got proposals for topics and such. Where do we drop those off? We can email attach them, or we can put this into a request file repository. It works really well. So what are the gaps? I mean, uh, so because you guys have a product. We do. You have yes. a solution that's out there. So, I mean, what does that fill? I mean, why, why is there, what is that gap that you're filling? It's really around the scale. So the product is called Extranet User Manager, and it's all about, okay, when we want to go from that small couple of us sharing together to hundreds, thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of, of external people, you need more structure around that. Things like self-registration, discovery, private and public groups, approval workflows, you know, that's all part of our solution. So Microsoft has the, the offerings that are out there. People are there's other solutions that are part of that uh, that I would even classify as extranet type capabilities. I mean, I, I would uh, uh, tell people that well, in some instances, in some use cases, I mean, Yammer provides a, a easy you know extranet type solution for certain scenarios. It's not really what it's designed for, however. But there are certainly gaps within you know Teams and SharePoint and the OneDrive and email around that. So that's Kind of, you know, so what that's is where we fit in. Right. Yeah. So our, our external user manager product is really about bringing scale to that. It, it's absolutely built on top of what Microsoft already provides, and it's bringing that scale and that governance to say, hey, you've got thousands or tens of thousands of external users you need to collaborate with. You need some more structure to that. You need a way to provide registration for bulk importing, for private registration links that you can share out with people, approval workflows to onboard people into sites, and really delegation down to the business to say, hey, that's no one person is right. going to run 10,000 external users. Well, but, so the reality is that one of the my last roles, the team I managed when I was a Microsoft employee, is that we had a number of SharePoint environments. And I had one person, it wasn't just SharePoint, we managed a number of other systems, about a dozen different systems. Um, but all that he did every day was answering tickets was permissions management across all those different systems. Yes. So if somebody went and built an extranet, he would be the person in this shared services team who would go and manage all of those things. And so, I mean, part of it, it's essential this, is allow the business user who's putting together that group, that project, that external sharing need, to be able to manage that process. You want them to be able to take ownership. Well, they know who they want to collaborate <laughs> yeah. with. They know if it's, hey, I didn't invite you in. I own this space. Who are you? 
Uh, and that would be a, an issue sometimes with these other solutions. Yeah, and you don't want that IT person to be the, the gatekeeper there. And they don't want to be that person either. They want the business to be able to self-serve. So right. you, you brought up a key point, which is around permissions management. I mean, it, it becomes a mess in a lot of organizations. And if you can structure things appropriately, that that business owner doesn't need to think about permissions. They just say, who do I want to invite into this group? And, and everything's all preset. It's baked for them, the structure is there, and it scales really well. So, so how much can, so the IT team though, still has the ability to go in there and make sure that all of the solutions that are being managed, if we're using the solution, um, that it's following our compliance and security guidelines and kind of all those components to it are all still in place. Yeah, they're still going to have oversight over across all of that, absolutely. Yeah. So we're they're going to set the structure to that, to say, well, what, what permission model do we want to use here, and, and how do we want to build out those sites, and then you template that. You, you cookie cutter. Yeah, that's a, actually an interesting scenario. I know it's it's relatively new, so we heard about like the templatizing. There needs to be templify or something that we have. You know, groupify, templify. Yeah, there's groupify, teamify, now templify. Um, but you know, there's one of the the, the coolest you know features that out there, and you have it. It's all. Um, so you hear about it in the you know, the SharePoint, the product teams here at Inspire, they're talking about it. Uh, over in the Teams space, they're talking about it as well, is the ability to go in as an IT organization say, well, as part of the provisioning process, we want to automate the creation of any new team, any new SharePoint team site. Uh, and they, they must always have these channels, they must always have these tabs, these third-party solutions, and whatever it is that you want to design for that experience. Um, I always like the idea of, uh, so one of my, part of my background is building a center of excellence around or a project management organization, PMO. Right. A center of excellence for project managers and business analysts is I, I want to make sure that any new project site is one of the tabs and teams or uh, you know, one of the web parts that's uh, you know, within SharePoint is it is a link back to that library of all of the approved documentation for our right. methodology, for example. And, and let's do that in a structured way so that whatever team I go into, I know how it's organized. It's all set up. So is that something that EUM is, is currently talking with customers about? Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not part of the core product itself, but we'd remiss, be remiss. I mean, here at Inspire, you can't turn around without seeing teams. It's, it's huge. Right. I'm a big fan of it. And, and providing that structure is a big part of what we'd like to see. What we're doing, though, is, is we're actually injecting our product right into the team's interface. You know, the, the vision of the team's engineering group is that the team's client becomes your place to work, and we want to be part of that place. That as I'm inviting people in, you're not going into extra user manager doing, you're doing it right in teams. You've got the, the tab, as you say, there, and you can figure out, okay, who am I already sharing this with? Who do I need to add to that? How do I work with this? Yeah, I think it's amazing that we're, you know, a decade ago, was it decades? So it was, yeah, so 2009-2010 when, you know, we really started to hear from the product team um, this idea of, of kind of the, uh, you know, abstracting the presentation layer from the data underneath. And it feels like we're just finally seeing that actually, you know, coming fast. And Teams is a great representation of that. So you now have, you can have the native experiences within Teams. I just, it, so it would, that's why part of why I asked that question because it just would make sense that I could have maybe a, a uh, you know an admin a, a team that is a Microsoft team workspace. I, I, like, I like I referring to them as workspaces. <laughs> I know that's a competing product you know naming scheme, but uh, you know so if you have a team's workspace uh, that's set up for you know people that are managing uh, the their you know the 
these external collaborations, for example. Exactly. Yeah. And so you can have, you know, maybe use this habit as part of your IT portal in SharePoint, where you have a request form that goes in automatically and creates those. But yeah, so I could see something that EUM goes in, you know, just creates that. Becomes part of that. I mean, my my vision is we've got an open source solution. It's up on the Extra News Manager site around. Um, used to be site requests, but now it's really group slash team slash site. Bundle them all together, put them in the vernacular, what makes sense. Hey, is it a committee? Is it a, a project? What makes sense for your organization? Right. And have the ability to request that, have it created for you, and, and build all that structure out for you. So you've got your team's team, you've got your SharePoint site, you've got all the other assets, Stream, Planner, Power BI, all as part of that, but all in a way that people understand how to navigate through that. All the tabs are set up, everything's organized for you. And then if that's going to be exposed to external people, plan that ahead and, and that becomes part of the template as well. But you've got the external user manager part right in Teams and you've got your spot to invite people into and they're not necessarily becoming part of the entire team. You know, you may not want them in the persistent chat of Teams, but you want them to share files with you. So they're going to see a window of that and you can define what that window looks like and make that part of the template. I think one of the, uh, the probably the, uh, and I know you've already covered this, so I just want to kind of restate this, because some people will look at this and say, well, we've got guest access capability in Teams. You've got external user capability within SharePoint. It's all out there in the box. Right. Yeah, why, sure. why do we need to go and, and create that? And, and part of it is, if you've actually tried using as a guest within Teams, you know that it has a lot of limitations. And sometimes, like, like I have you know, clients where I have access, just like I do to, 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 to our site, yeah. site and within Teams, and I have to then go and say, somebody can go, please go create a tab and do this on it, because I can't. I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. Right. I'm not allowed. It's just, it's very limited. And with good reason. Well, in this you know, external collaboration, it's just a very different scenario where you want, they want to have richer experiences within that. That would be a, you know, one scenario. Within the boundaries that you want to share with them. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, people want to find out more about this. What's the, how can they find out about you know, your solution? www.extranetusermanager.com. Right. If people want to find out more about you, what's the best way to find you? Blog.petercarson.ca. All right. That's the only way that you can find people, so. <laughs> Sorry. So, You're the social guy. He, he Carson Peter, Twitter. Uh, let's There's see. Other uh, methods. Did, yeah. You're catching up, folks. Come on. Yeah. So, all right. Well, excellent. Well, hey, enjoy the rest of the event here, and we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be chatting roaming, roaming the halls tomorrow. So. Absolutely. So, right. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. You can find us online at collabtalk.com as well as on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.